Welcome to the Code of Life podcast with your host, Zara Zadeh, a Harvard-trained clinical psychologist, co-founder of Code, and guide to spiritual business owners shifting sales into pleasurable profit and creating transcendental experiences around spreading their message. This podcast is for those who require deep conversations like they require oxygen. Every week, we dive deep with our guests on a variety of topics like consciousness, spirituality, human development, neuroscience, psychology, and so much more. And to receive episodes as soon as they're released, make sure to subscribe. Until then, you can find us at codeof.life. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Podcast. Today I have Jeremy Lastman with me, and we're going to jam on imagination and lots of other things that I'm sure are going to come up along the way. So, welcome, Jeremy. I'm happy to have you here. Could you tell Thank us you. a little bit about yourself? Sure, sure. So, I um, used to work uh, with Elon Musk at SpaceX uh, doing uh, IT and marketing related activities. Um, I was there for the, their first successful launch. Um, and uh, really played a role in uh, helping to like re- reignite the public's excitement for space travel again. Um, after SpaceX, I dove into a, a comic book concept that I had, uh, and we created a franchise called Mania. Um, and uh, there's a, uh, a movement of uh, mental health empowerment that's kind of behind it uh, and kind of enmeshed with uh, what we created with, with, the, with the story. Um, and then after Mania, I kind of dove into the, to what I'd call my soul's work, uh, which iterated and evolved into uh, imagination technology. Um, that's, that's what I call uh, my approach, my work system, whatever you want to call it. Um, that is really the, the application of quantum mechanics for personal transformation, uh, evolution, um, and really just providing people a new, a new level of passion and innovation uh, for their life and business. Um, and so that's, that's where I support um, individuals and companies right now. Um, and yeah, that, that's, that's what I've got going on. Thank you for sharing. That all sounds actually really exciting. And I want to make sure I understood you correctly. Did you say the applications of quantum mechanics for um, like, like self-development, did you say, or? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would love yep. to know more about that. Yeah. So, I mean, at first, and I, and I feel like you'll, you'll align with this, but the initial approach is that you come at self-development from a place of wholeness and completeness mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. Um, Whereas traditional self-help and, and things is like, okay, you're broken, so let's figure out how to fix you uh, with the way that I go about it and the way that I feel the best results happen is you find, you come at it from a place of wholeness first. Um, and so, so from there, that, that's really where, uh, where the work takes off and why it's so accelerated is because you're going at it immediately from a place of truth versus illusion. And, and that, is is in essence how how you start to apply um, quantum mechanics to what you are looking at in terms mm. of the 
physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, all these bodies that we have, mm -hmm. uh, imagination technology is the big picture approach to the whole system, body, mind, spirit, soul, the flow of it, the, the communication, the connection, the link uh, as, a, as a big picture whole consciousness. I see. So what do you see as like the approach that typically people take, like you were saying, where they're coming at it from a place of needing to fill something that doesn't already exist or repairing or mending? Why do you think that approach is less effective? What typically happens if someone comes to this work from that space? What happens is you become uh, an information consumer and you read a book you go to this workshop you consume all of this information and what happens mm. is you have this this hardware and software your brain your body your mind all of this uh technology and all this information is coming through and it's like you're running a, a computer from 1996 and mm. and that the information is coming through and it's being piled on top of this antiquated technology and versus doing it from a new place that that is to get to the 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 uh the place where it's not piling information on top of old philosophies but rebuilding your philosophy from a blank slate mm, i see and so when you when so how, how would one do that, starting from a completely blank, sort of, not blank slate, but from a newer sort of space? Because that seems really tenuous. It, you know, I feel like it might seem sort of almost yes. um, just a lot, because there's already a lot there. Yeah. What's your, uh, what's this your is, take on that? Yeah, and, and this, is, this is exactly what, what my course, iSelf, is. Uh, and and why it relates to quantum mechanics and, and I'm not you don't need to be a physicist to understand as I would try to do this as basic as possible mm -hmm. but first you realize that you are the one so it's realizing that how much time you're carrying the past and the future starting to get an awareness of like oh wow I'm carrying all this time and then bringing those in and out points closer and closer to your one moment. That's, that's like the, the first kind of, uh, the, the first tier, that's the third dimensional approach to it is how much time am I carrying? Then the next is to realize that you're the zero, the zero point. So now that you've brought all of this time, past and future closer to your present moment in your awareness, now it's to get take it even further to the zero point and realize mm -hmm. that the natural state of the mind is actually empty instead of full and that's a counterintuitive way of looking at at what the like your interaction with the mind and the way that you identify with it but if you can see that it's that the things of the mind are coming from an empty place then you can realize that the natural state is that empty place and, and form a new relationship with that zero point of yourself mm -hmm. to, to start to, again, subtract the things that you're carrying, 
the, the game that I say, it's, it's a game of subtraction, not addition. So you're not adding information. You're just subtracting things off your plate in a very um, uh, deliberate way and efficient way. Like it, there's no rush. Like it doesn't have to be, you know, in this moment, but as if you can look at it, instead of adding information that you're subtracting, all of a sudden it becomes easier because it's like lessening the burdens that you're carrying. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I can see that in terms of what you mentioned that if people are coming from that space of trying to fix something, then you mentioned that they would be consuming more and more information. And so if you're, if you're realizing that you're the zero point, which we'll define that in a second for our listeners who might not be familiar with that. But if you know that that's, more of your true nature and your natural state is not hoarding all this information and thinking constantly so much, (laughs) then you would be more apprehensive about consuming more information and rather, like you mentioned, the process might be turned on its head where you're actually thinking about what, what you already have, A, and B, what might not belong, and C, looking at how you relate to consuming as well, right? Looking at everything that you're continuously thinking, like basically the behavior element of it. What, is, what do your behaviors look like in terms of how you relate to self-development, how you relate to growth, how you relate to the zero point? think that it would be helpful to define that so zero point and then also what you mentioned in terms of time where you said your did you say and I want to make sure I, I don't put words in your mouth so did you say that you are accumulating time or someone like is, is that what you said can you clarify that a little bit yes yeah, I don't so really know what you mean when you say that I don't really know what you mean yeah, yeah, it's the the way that we've been conditioned to uh, our responsibilities, our identity, uh, our programming, however you want to look at the, the way in which uh, we grow into who we are, we're taught that we are our experience. And so if you're 30 or 40 years old, you in your body are carrying 30 years worth of time in your field at any given moment. And especially if you're um, in pain or chronic pain, that's a sign that you're, it's really inefficient that the time in your body is being stuck, that it can't flow uh, in in an optimal way. Um, And so when you can really examine this and, and find out, especially with pain and suffering, where in my body am I feeling this? How much time is contained within it? And then really looking at it and asking yourself, do you want to continue carrying it like this? It really opens up new possibilities and new relief, new lightness uh, from the energy that you thought you needed to carry or that you were unconsciously carrying. So 
the way that I'm understanding is that you're sort of using time as a function of how long have you been uh, reconditioning that same thing, whatever that is, whether that's just a thought or belief or pain or habit or right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So then how, how do you define zero point? Yes. So I look at it as in our, in our evolution, um, like I was saying with the information, information in a technological uh, way are ones and zeros, like a bunch of ones and zeros that are just uh, flowing through a computer. And in a self-conscious state, which is our old way of, of looking at human evolution, is like I'm this identity and I'm separate from all of this other, all these other people and things and I'm an individual and there is other, us and them and, and all of that, that separative kind of philosophy is all being run by data by you thinking that you are the information that is going through your system. Mm -hmm. and, and that's where the identity is, is constructed, is based off of all this information, all your experiences. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you see yourself as the one, then you're just you're shrinking the amount of time. And then when you see yourself as the zero, now you're seeing the natural state of the mind, and now, and what I, what I say in my work is now we're going from information technology to imagination technology. It's going away from the limitation of being either a one or a zero and going into the superposition is in the quantum mm -hmm. language of being either the one or the zero or right, right in between either, both, neither, or, which is in, in basic human kind of approach, is just giving people more choice. It's giving people more possibilities more so that they don't feel freedom, so right? stuck. It's, yeah, choice is the freedom so that whatever you feel stuck in can instantly be uh, alleviated because there's more possibilities to choose from when you're no longer either the one or the zero. But that comes from the zero point of being both states at once and neither of them. And would you also say being the witness of them? So the space, right? Because if you're neither, then you could be said to be the witness of them. Exactly. Yes. That, so. it, yeah. When we, when we go into the spirituality uh metaphysical side like the observer the witness like that is definitely when when you get into the presence that is that is definitely the uh the way of of looking at it is like the perceiver of it mm -hmm. and i love that you what you mentioned in contrast of like information versus imagination and It's making it's 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 inspiring thoughts of how we actually you know pay so much allegiance to also information like we become tied to that we become enslaved to that 
and it's like imagine um, sorry it's like information also becomes a, like an entity almost it's like it kind of it resonates with what i've heard before when you have a belief sometimes or actually a secret the more um the more energy you place into keeping this certain information a secret the more energy you're giving it and it becomes its own entity almost it becomes like its own thing that has power over you and keeps accumulating all this more data around it so yeah. so how is imagination a would you say an antidote to that yes yeah uh, antidote is a good word uh i go to the simplicity of just being that samurai with a samurai mm -hmm. sword going truth mm. illusion and if, if you can have that discipline you're going to be slicing a lot and it, and it can feel maybe painful or scary to like keep burning down those those information based yeah. structures but if if you have an allegiance to the truth versus illusion it's it's instant it's direct and and it's swift uh but you know it takes that level of samurai discipline to to be that hard on yourself as an as an ego uh to to slice your ego like and and to do it regularly as it as you are in the 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 soul evolution of your mastery this is mastery that we're talking about um it's yeah. it's a uh i i was actually this is funny because i realized this before because you know words can sometimes mean a lot or mean little uh where mastery was like the, the the thing that i was like this is what i do i help people with mastery but like really is that doesn't make sense to a lot of people because they're still in the mindset of growth and so i'm using mm -hmm. them interchangeably mm -hmm. now whereas at a certain stage you you transcend material growth or physical growth and you go inward to the mastery of mm -hmm. your growth mm -hmm. um but they're kind of interchangeable so what we're really talking about is growth the 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 evolution of your soul that is growing beyond the limits of of just a unidimensional one dimensional look mm -hmm. at like i'm a third dimensional body in earth and that's all mm -hmm. i am and that's very mm -hmm. limiting <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hmm. there's so much that i could sort of extrapolate <laughs> from that too um I think that your samurai example, so it just reminded me of how when when one doesn't do that, like when you sort of let things be more and you're not as um, vigilant and as careful, it's not necessarily that you're not aware because that's another state, but when you are aware, of all those different thoughts, like both illusions and truth arising all the time, but you're not playing that much of a choose, choosing role where you're just sort of letting things be, 
-hmm. how different that is from the state that you're talking about in terms of how the the necessity for both obviously but yeah. i'm just i'm just reflecting on how how for example being cognition that maslow talks about is so much about actually allowing things if you sort of see the value also of both to, to me it's also like some certain things are not just all illusion and all truth tends to just be truth so it tends to be like all truth yeah all but illusion i think that um has like degrees of like how much illusion it is and like how how that might also be useful <laughs> so like these days i'm really coming from a space of just seeing the usefulness of everything so that's why it's coloring how i'm i'm responding to you in this way it's just funny when i think about it so I've definitely been in that role in the past of being so much more gung-ho about like, this is false, this is delusion, this is truth. And like where I'm at right now is more like seeing both. And mm -hmm. although that doesn't mean that you have to let it just stick around, it's just interesting how when you are more adamant and vigilant about, you know, looking at every single thought and every single behavior and every single thing that's arising and then seeing it through that lens, how that can really help you accelerate your growth. And then also how it can also lead you towards illusion also. Like, I feel like if you're not very careful and if you don't allow for some room within that process of, inquisitiveness or skepticism or so on it can actually also lead you into illusion yeah Does that makes sense totally and i think what, like what you're what you're pointing at is is the whole going from unconscious evolution to conscious evolution mm -hmm. because if if you're going at this from that place of being feeling broken or incomplete then that vigilance turns into like just self-consciousness and and oh self-hatred exactly right and and so that's that's why the it's it's precision it's it's a precision blade uh not necessarily like a bludgeoning instrument that that you're just smashing <laughs> things it's a it's a it's it's precision that's a craft um yeah but i totally understand because at a certain point, you can go as deep or as high into that truth, oneness perspective, but then like in eras like this, where now we're kind of forced to be at home and, and uh, not go outside and our patterns and our routines are being shattered, it's like we're now we have to be in the body and, and you mm -hmm. see that there is a relationship of, okay, now that we're here, there, there's a game to play of self-awareness like yes i know this is all an illusion but i'm here to like play and create and 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 be messy uh with it and and just it's it's i think what it comes down to is the it's the craft of self-awareness yeah because yeah. you can go high up into the truth and be in those clouds of oneness but if you came to earth you came here 
to have an experience. So it's really, okay, I know, but I'm self-aware. So now let's just play in it. But that's how I kind of look at it. And I think that what you said is spot on because it's both. To me, it's both. It's like, okay, that, that the sword, the sword has to be sharpened. So the way that you sharpen it, I feel, is by sitting also and contemplating those things. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you're right. It's when you're coming from a place of you know, needing to fix, needing to repair, needing to fill something that can really, to me, in my view, only can be filled by self-love and self-acceptance. Like if you don't have that as a foundational thing, you're going to be using the sword in a tainted way. Like you're going to be, it's going, essentially like you're, you're wielding of the sword. It's going to be tainted by your own shadow. So when you're coming at it from a place of destroying the illusion, because you're still seeking to be fulfilled through doing that or seeking things that you already have through doing that, you're going to be drawn further into illusion. So, so it's not about the sword to me, to me, it's about the, the awareness of it, the awareness behind the sword and how, how often you sharpen your sword. And actually that's, mastering your craft and and allowing for allowing for the uses like (laughs) honoring honoring illusion as well you see what i'm saying it's not like you're not when you're cutting through it to me you're not cutting with vindictiveness like you're not saying like wow that's not truth it's like you're saying more like i feel like that's not truth right now right here in this way you know what i mean Yeah. Yeah. Consciousness is inclusive of all possibilities. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's, Mm -hmm. that's the freedom. That's the free will. That's the field of all possibilities. That's the imagination is infinite possibilities. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. Exactly. I I could not agree more with and be in resonance with what you're saying for sure. And it's, it's awesome because if it's inclusive, it's also, um, there, I feel like it's not the, there's a value to everything. So it's not that it's not vindictive. It's just that there, you can't be wrong in a way. Like it's all okay. Like there is a use for everything at any one time and there's a playful energy to it for me. It's like, because it's all okay right now, you can exhale and you can actually choose more wisely. Yes. You know, because you're not coming at it from any energy of like just neediness or just this weird, like not weird, but this like frazzled desperation energy or like this sort of um, unbalanced place of distortion of like feeling like you know the ultimate truth or like are you are you are wielding the sword from that place of anxiety yep. essentially like non-inclusiveness right right it's the the wielding it's re- really talking about the reference point in which the wielding is is happening from like the zero point mm-hmm. versus is a person wielding it or is a presence wielding it. it there's a that's the truth versus illusion is the shift 
the evolutionary shift from the state of person, like personhood, being a person and identifying as a person to identifying as the state of presence. That reference point shift is where the the care, the precision comes from is because it's not personal anymore. And it's not egotistical. Exactly. And it's coming from there. It's almost like impartial. It's not, it's so Mm -hmm. much more, um, There's, there are just degrees of, it's interesting because I feel like there's a level of detachment to it, but it's not detached. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's, I don't feel yeah. like it's detached because it's, you're- it's, new, it's neutrality, I think. New, neutrality. Okay, good. Yeah. So how, can, how, how do you see people operating more from that? space what do you think are certain guidelines around that for like every day to me in in my language uh it comes down to passion Hmm. so if you're doing the work if you're doing the evolution the 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 growth and mastery, whatever we want to call it, you're going from this, the self-conscious state is survival of the fittest. That's the old operating system. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's one that's being fueled and guided by fear. And the metaphorical fuel that we're talking about here, once we go from the survival of the fittest and we start to clean up the fear, we're cleaning up the particulates of our own fuel, of our imagination technology. And so when that fuel gets purified, that makes passion pure. And when the passion is pure, you're no longer being guided or victimized by survival-based thoughts. They have no power over you. Victim consciousness, all, there's all sorts of different personal development <laughs> uh, names for that. Um, but once that purification happens again when you are more like what is the truth versus what are the the lies that i'm believing about this fear you make that tilt and all of a sudden now your passion can flow much more efficiently effectively mm-hmm. peak performance high performance flow state uh where your creativity and and your logic and your emotion can come together and converge uh, and 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 it's just a a more natural way of being instead of feeling like the 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 doing 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 got to get somewhere got to get somewhere uh, you're just more present and naturally ease and opportunity and and a more effective way of of navigating your life becomes effortlessly more clear uh, just in the in the the physics of it all, <laughs> if you have less resistance, you're able to flow faster. Exactly, I love that because it reminds me of how passion. So when when you're when you're allowing your passion to be, and it's not coming out of that place just to 
come full circle. It's not coming out of that place of need. It's coming out of a place of pure just desire that I want to share this. It's also not coming from a place of ego in the sense that you don't need to do it. You're just doing it because you want to, because it makes you happy, because you're joyful about it. You're also passionate about it. You are doing it out of a pure desire and you're not um, therefore enslaved by it and you're not, uh, because mm. you're not enslaved by it, you can be dynamic and flow around it as well. You're not actually attached to any of it. Mm -hmm. And because of that, it can be more easily. It can form because it's not tied to anything. It's not being tied down and chained by you. So this is also something that I've been thinking about a lot in terms of when people create something. I think they see it so much as an extension of themselves and how that can really inhibit the process of creation when you tie, obviously, your worth to it, but also if you tie your identity to it and your ego to it, such that yeah. you need it to become something, you need it to be successful, or you need it to produce something um, yeah. outside of itself. And I just created a little video on this, but just to, just to tie this together is that you actually, I feel like the most successful things that I've seen out there are when people simply create something because they see not just a need for it in society, but they just notice something that they feel like should be there. Something that is like missing or something that would be helpful or whatever. And along the lines of that, they just go out there and they just create it. They just create it. And it, it's not for any other reason than the fact that they can see that this thing would be clearly helpful to one or many different people. And it literally has nothing to do with them. Like it has nothing to do with their ego. It's simply because the thing just needs to exist and they go out there and they just create it and they make it sustainable in such a way that it has its own motion, its own momentum and it's sustainable and it, it, it lives on beyond them and it never had anything to do with them. Like they don't have any needs to talk about it in terms of them, you know, in terms of like, oh, I created this or like, this is my empire. It's like, it's, it has nothing to do with that essentially. And like, I feel like those are the conditions for the thing to thrive at its best. It's like, it has nothing to do with you. Um, it is just its own consciousness. It's its own thing. And there it is out there in the world, like doing its thing you know, and, and, and helping people everywhere. And you just continue doing that. And you just live your life doing more of that. Mm. Oh. You know what I mean? Yes. And I, I thank you for saying that. Cause it's like, I'm on the, the, I was definitely immersed in that other and I'm on the tail end of, of like allowing that full richness. Uh, my, uh, the, where I was, I wouldn't necessarily say that I was in the the need or even the, the ego. It, it was just when you when you, when you're an artist and you do pour your heart and your soul and your passion and your time into something, it like mm. that entanglement can be kind of <laughs> tough to uh, oh, yeah. to let go of. And and it's and 
and it's like you said, there is an element of like, I need this thing to, to, to grow, to survive. Like it, it's going to like, and you feel that, but you know, in that other artistic level, there's, there's so much that you're pouring into your work. That's that it can be tough, but like, thank you for saying that. Cause I, I need to hear that. It's like, I need to reinforce that. Like just doing, being creative just for the sake of being creative is, is definitely the best and the most fulfilling way to go about it for sure. Life giving. Yeah. And, and really one can only begin doing that when you, when your self love and self acceptance really are just coming from within. Cause until yeah. you do that, everything, everything is being pimped on some level for that. Yes. Yeah. You know? And worthiness. Yeah. Worthiness. Self love. Well, yeah. 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 Beautiful. Well, this was yeah. super, super lovely. Um, yes. Yeah. Where can we, where can my listeners, our listeners find you, Jeremy, anything, any last words? Uh, yeah. So, uh, Jeremy Lastman.com J E R E M Y L A S M A N.com. Um, you can, uh, get a, a free gift on there for putting your email. It's a, a masterclass that introduces my work. Um, uh, and on Facebook, I'm also on Facebook and Instagram, Jeremy A. Lastman, I believe, um, love to meet new people and, and talk big ideas. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's it. Wonderful. Thank you for being on here. I can't wait to see more of what you do and continue to share and I'll place your links in the description for people to check you out further. Definitely. Beautiful. This just Thank you. flew by. Did we do an hour? Was that an hour? We did, I think, like 40 minutes, something 40 like minutes. that. 40 minutes, okay. Yeah. It's like that yeah. flew by. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. More to come. I'll be in touch. Yes. yes? Awesome. Beautiful. Thank you, Jeremy. Bye. I hope you thoroughly enjoyed that episode. If you could take a moment right now and click on leaving a review, either swipe up and you'll see where you can rate the show. Tell me your honest feedback. I would truly love to know, as well as any suggestions that you have for future episodes, anything that you'd like me to cover in terms of nuance or any guests that you'd like to have on the podcast, let me know and I'll make that happen for you. So until next time, thank you again for listening and have an incredible day.